Hey, put your hat back on, for God's sake. Do everybody a favor. Hey, everybody, this is the Bottom Feeders Podcast. Uh, this is our first ever podcast, so don't be too hard on us in the comments here. Uh, we are friendly people, believe it or not. Uh, friendly. Yes, I'd like to uh, give a shout-out to my fish who have inspired us from the get-go, especially this guy down here. He eats all the crap. So concept of our uh, podcast is simply this. We want to give information out there to all the people who laughed at us and called us names. We are making more because money than you. we're petty like that. Yeah, we're and petty. we're also sponsored by the people who drink Lipton Sweet Iced Tea. Sweet, Sweet like, like your mama made. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah, so uh, all the deals come down from above, and we are uh, we're happy. I mean, we, we get a lot of deals that have come. Uh, made their way down the pike, and a lot of stuff has uh, been passed up by a lot of people. I think the one deal that got it broke the ice for us, um, we recently found out that one of our future partners missed on this deal. They were caught in a refinance, couldn't right. put the money on the table. We were there, we got it, and uh, that a bitch, huh? Yeah, I That's know how that works. I know, yeah. and it's cool how we're you know we're cool about it. We're probably going to part with, with them in the future, most yeah. likely. Uh, but you know, we just beat him to the punch there. Yeah. Um, and we've had our knocks out, our knockouts before. People have beat us to the punch. Mm-hmm. It's kind of how real estate works here, and it works really everywhere. Yeah. Uh, you have to be quick on your toes. So if you miss an opportunity and somebody jumps on it, you also miss all the mistakes that they're going to make, and you miss right. getting the experience that they're going to get. So never uh, look at them as your enemy. Mm-hmm. Always find a way to stay in communication with the guy who bought the deal you wanted. So you can see how he was going to do the, you know, the problem, the big problem that you had to overcome, whether it was rehabbing it or, or getting new tenants or how he was going to go through all that. There's some great experiences you could learn. Well, I mean, I wonder if somebody watched us do our flip. They would have learned. Those That's things. interesting. Yeah. We've made every mistake in the book on that one. Yeah, and that still making great. a few. Still making a few. I think anytime I go out there and do any physical labor, I'm making mistakes. <laughs> and the deal we're talking about specifically is yeah. a 32-unit apartment complex in mm-hmm. a very, uh, we'll call it questionable part of town. Questionable. That one, uh, it's actually great. We were a little bit scared. We mm-hmm. bought it right during COVID. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tenants decided they just weren't going to pay rent anymore, which mm-hmm. I mean a lot of tenants did. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's actually turned out to be a great deal. We. We were, I think, fully rented, what, four or five months ago? Yeah. Six, no, six months yeah. ago now. Three it's months crazy. after the uh, turnkey of the last right. renovations on it. But, you know, we went into it, and, I mean, let's give ourselves some credit. We saw the moratorium coming. We saw right. a lot of things that were coming, allowing tenants to not pay their bills, okay? Right. And when a tenant is allowed to not pay their bills, that should trickle up to the, uh, the apartment owner, you know, if there's a mortgage on it, but we were, we were lucky. We had a mortgage on it. And at the same time, we're going to have to edit that out, like put a blur on it. Um, at the same time, uh, we had a mortgage on the property. Uh, we also had tenants that, um, were breaking leases like crazy. We had a, we developed a pretty thick lease. So we gave ourselves a lot of leeway in there and I, and we did not send anybody packing for non-payment. Right. Um, we were able to get what twenty some odd evictions. Twenty six. Uh, yeah, and during COVID, too. and every one of them were for major lease violations, and we had great families waiting in line to get in. We, right. we produce a really good product. And really, the, the thing we learned the most about that property is you want to be beneficial to your tenants, mm. and when you have somebody who's not following the rules, who's bringing in people who are just not good people around, yeah. that attracts 
you know, not great tenants in your future. Yeah. Too. So you want to be thinking in the future, really. Yeah. So when you're doing a turn like this, especially a complex that's going to be almost completely redone. And right. I say almost, it really was completely redone. Yeah, top to bottom. We understand that most dealers aren't going to be completely that, like that in the future. Mm -hmm. But you also want to think in the future is like, okay, yeah, you want the lease of the property, but you really want to keep your standards. Because, mm -hmm. yeah, it's scary having, you know, nine or ten vacancies. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you don't want to lax your screening capabilities just yeah. like we did on a couple of them because yeah. you end up evicting them anyway. Yep. So really stick to your original business plan. Yeah. Always do what you said you were going to do unless there was something that was completely out of the ordinary that happened. Yeah. But really, you cannot go wrong if you do basic screening. We use mm -hmm. TransUnion trans Smart Move. Mm -hmm. uh, that's great. Uh, does you know credit background criminal mm -hmm. conviction? And if you got something better, put it in the comments. We're always yeah, open great, for yeah. discussion and on that. We also use right now. We're using Cozy uh, mm -hmm. as our property management software. Mm -hmm. We're about to upgrade to it's, it's called. Um, uh, can't think of it. It's not building that one. We had Buildium at, at the time. We just didn't really. Mm. Building is great. We, it wasn't a good fit for us. The next one we're going into is more for Apple 100 it. plus stores. Absolutely. That's, that's it. it. That's yeah, it. Not a yeah. Part there. yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's go with what works. Yeah. Go, go with what works. works. Yeah. Go with something. And we're not, I'm not the biggest tech savvy guy. So mm. I need something that's easy. Something mm -hmm. that I can easily see the logistics of the property, mm -hmm. make sure everything's performing right. Yeah. Uh, and if it's yeah. not applicable to you, I mean, don't factor in a wash house if you don't have one. Don't factor in things that you hope to have one day go with what's providing uh income um tenants are the income guys so go with the classification of tenant you want the qualification of tenant you want don't bend on your principles we sent a lot of people packing and we also said no to a lot of folks with vacancies uh and it paid off but but it paid off because of the quality of tenant the other people saw that and said hey i want to live there now we have waiting lists right yeah and another good thing to Brad's point there, your tenants are your customers, right? Yep. Treat them as if they're your customers. Yep. A lot of landlords around here, especially or around everywhere really, look at this as like, oh, they're just our tenants, okay? They just, we'll just put up with them complaining, whatever yeah. they do. That's not how you look at this, it's a no. business. Right, look at your right. tenants as your customers. We've yeah. polled the tenants, we've asked them questions of what mm. improvements they wanted. Mm. We gave them options on what kind of, mm. uh, of amenities we provide mm. for them. Obviously within the budget, mm -hmm. you know, nothing crazy. But yeah, it, and they feel we found that when you poll the tenants and ask them questions, you truly care about what they say. Right. They they have a little bit more pride of ownership or pride yeah. of rentership. Yeah. Uh, and it's more of a community vibe. Like we want to have mm. Santa Claus come out for Christmas for the kids. We have a lot mm. of kids in our particular mm. complex we're talking about. Uh, but we learned a ton on it. You know, it, it was scary at first. Uh, we always want to, in this podcast, give a crazy story of the past mm -hmm. because affordable housing, you'll, you'll have those, right? Mm -hmm. And and it's not necessarily something that we're proud of, but it's something that we've learned from. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's not something that goes on currently. So don't think mm -hmm. that we're putting up this on a daily basis on our post-renovation projects. Mm -hmm. We screen our, our, our current tenants are great, okay? Uh, any of our post-renovation projects, none of this goes on. But when we buy these complexes, we do inherit quite a few tenants some are there because they're family members of leasees. Some are there because hey, it's it's like a marriage. Cash. It's like right. a marriage. So you 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 marry your wife and you find out she's got a crazy cousin that just has to show up at every family reunion. Correct. You make the decision to go to the family reunion. 
you don't have to put up with crazy, but you're going to inherit it sometimes. Yep. And with that, we, like I said, you go into that relationship before you marry her, find out who her crazy cousin is. And that's why we want to segment a part of this is the catfish of the week. Uh, bling. And, and it also makes it very entertaining because you get to laugh at our failures. Yes. So if you check out the catfish of the week, uh, we're, we're going to put some pics of uh, this beautiful property that uh, I was told that it was uh, well underway of renovations, had some folks living there that were craftsmen that were working on the place. Nothing to worry about. This place would be... We're talking A-plus work. Yeah, yeah. On a C-class property now. So we we go to check it out, and and you'll see from some of the the walkthrough footage that uh, she was touting herself to be a beautiful 21-year-old virgin, and uh, turns Not out uh, that uh, he was a fifty-year-old whore, uh, and and a man, and uh, <laughs> a tranny. <laughs> it was yeah. just not a pretty. It was not a good. One. Not a pretty uh, sight. But we'll start off uh, the first segment with the crazy story of the past, and mm. we'll, it reminds me of a story with a guy we'll call Fred. All right, Fred is a good friend of ours. Uh, <laughs> he. Uh, <laughs> Well, a we, friend of mine. Not a friend of mine. I'm yeah. people. Uh, but so Fred, we bought this complex. Came with a lot of uh, people like Fred, you know, great guys, but yeah. really just had a different. They live life in the fast lane, we'll call it. Mm. So Fred and a couple life of buddies. Life in the meth lane. Right. Decided to get together one weekend. You know, it's great, probably a beautiful weekend. They decided, what a better weekend to do some crack, right? Yeah. So Fred and his buddies. I mean, you don't want to waste a weekday on No, that. I mean, you don't want that. So a weekend's perfect, right? Yeah. So, we'll just call it a Friday. I believe it was a Friday. Okay. So, Fred and his buddies get their little bag of crack, whatever you call it, and they go do what they do. What they Can do. you get a dime bag of crack? I don't know. Okay. Do. I think it comes in, I think it's like a, I don't know. Anyway, so, anyway, me, man. Fred becomes uh, high on crack with uh-huh. his buddies. Right. Starts acting belligerent. So, his buddies think, oh. A belligerent what's, crackhead. What's, right, a belligerent crackhead. What is a good thing to do with a belligerent crackhead? Well, the first thing that came to mind is let's lock Fred in the bathroom. That's a good place for him. Great place for him, right? Well, they didn't think that they'd forget about Fred, did they? They didn't mm-hmm. think that. Most friends wouldn't. No. So, Fred had a little 22 pistol, or from what I was told, might not have been 22, whatever, right? And just a side note if you're going to do crack with your friends, make sure they're unarmed. Right, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, Doing crack's not bad, but just making sure you're supervised and you have a safe space for it, right? <laughs> so crack is not bad. You want to you <laughs> have a safe space, right? So anyway, Fred's in the bathroom now. It's been about 24 hours or so. He's still in the bathroom, still high on crack. He realized that That's his parents, crack. or his friends, not his parents, his friends forgot about him. And what comes over Probably because his parents thoughts, forgot about him. Right. Fred decides it'd be the great, brilliant idea to shoot the pistol through the tile in the bathroom to get somehow somehow get their attention, right? Yeah. That's the most logical thing to do. Yeah. That's what I would do, right? Yeah. Instead of knocking on the door or something, right. he just decides to shoot through the wall. Well, if you know anything about guns, a twenty two pistol does not have the force or the oomph you'll call it to get through that tile floor. Mm. And what does it do? It bounces back and hits him in the carotid artery. Right here in the in the neck there. So what happens to Fred, he's in there for another twenty four hours. Or give or take, whatever. He's bleeding out in there. He's he he ain't looking good, right? Crack it's, must make you bleed slow. I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So slows down everything. His friends finally come to, or whatever happens to his friends. Like, oh mm-hmm. wait, Fred's in the bathroom. 
we forgot about it. Maybe notice the blood running out from yeah, the door. Yeah, yeah. I would assume it was a good bit. Yeah. Because the bathrooms are just so massive in that yeah. bunk complex, yeah. right? Yeah. So Fred, they discover Fred still alive. And yeah, in a pool of blood. Rather more belligerent at this point, I'm sure. I would assume he was probably unconscious, if I had to guess. Probably. But yeah. uh, not really sure, so don't count me on that. But yeah. Yeah. Fred, they found him, brought him in the emergency room. Fred, to this day, is, from what we understand, still alive, still out there. In the a, area. Still in the same area. We see yeah. him on his bike every now and then. Yeah. Uh, and from what I'm aware of, still does crack a lot because yeah. his new landlord... Yeah, so he's definitely still kicking people. So don't worry, Fred is fine. Yeah. But it does make for a good, entertaining era. You know, I guess mm. it popped our cherry, per se, in the affordable housing space. Yeah. That was the first story that me and Brad heard. Yeah. I think it was like four days. But this close. was the building we were buying. This was right. the history this is, of this building. We didn't building. know at the time. This is, yeah. they called them altercations because yeah. they had so many yeah. of them. But Fred, this incident happened about four days before we closed. Yeah. Right. So, and then since then, you know, I'm not going to give too many stories per episode, but just another quick one, because there's so many of them. Me and a guy, a gentleman that worked for us in the past, were hauling some appliances up the stairs, and we heard a little bit of commotion, you know, on the building next door. Mm. This is after the property is renovated, but it probably had like half of it full at gotcha. that time. Uh, and yeah. we also, we still had some, some existing tenants too, so we yeah. had about five vacant still. So we're hauling some appliances up the staircase and we hear a little commotion going on and uh, we notice that it's a young lady with a uh, bat in her hand. Mm. And if any of you guys know what a Chrysler 300 is, you know, not the top of the line car, but also not the bottom. This is not a little, you know, bottom of the line car. Yeah. She was smashing this guy's, guy's hood, mm. yelling cheater and said, and you know, just, I'm talking about completely destroying this guy. This wasn't Fred's car. Not Fred's car. Fred didn't have a car. Fred has a bike. All right, come on, Brad. So this woman is proceeding to just, just she must have played softball or something back in the day because she was really letting it have it. And uh, so she starts yelling out, I'm going to get the paint. So <laughs> we, we decide, you know, hey, this might be a good time to intervene, right? Or at least stand back from distance to get, you know, get a video. Of yeah, a good video. Right? That's what I was thinking. Yeah. So this chick, her friend comes out and tries to talk her down, kind of calm her down, whatever. Mm. The cops show up, whatever. She continues to be belligerent. Uh, the long story short, the poor gentleman's car, I'm not sure, I'm, he was accused of being a cheater. This is just an acquisite, you know, he's accused, so we can't say he was guilty of it. Mm. Probably, but totally I promise innocent. you, if he was guilty, it was probably the last girl he cheated on. Right? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he was completely innocent. And I'm a lot sure. of the folks out there who seemingly are, are in they're most of the time they're innocent yeah they're completely time. innocent yeah yeah so, yeah, so. this happens look he's he was probably at the wrong place at the wrong time he probably sure. got framed yeah uh, you know somebody might have looked like him i mean accidentally wake up naked with a strange it, woman look you know it's, it's happened in the past i'm sure I i'm mean, sure it, i know it hasn't happened to me personally no. but I, I know that it has happened to a few unlucky individuals in the past yeah yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah. We hope y'all enjoyed today's show, and uh, we'll get back to y'all next time. Peace.